0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Hello and greetings everybody and welcome to this night's edition of the Vibrarian Show. I'm your host, the Vibrarian, Joelle. I'm so glad that you are joining me this evening for our nightly Thursday night gathering. I believe that knowledge is power and every Thursday evening I set out to explore the mysteries, and mundane of the world around us. So it's kind of like a cross between Indiana Jones and the X-Files. There's no subject that is really off limits, and I love it when I get to have people come on and we get to talk about the stuff that fascinates and interests me. The Vibrarian Show is on the Vibrary Radio Network, which is part of the Blog Talk Radio family, and you can call in during the show at six four six. 6688988. Press 1 if you have a question for any of our panelists this evening. And then you can also join me on my Facebook page. I brought together a community I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. And uh, the purpose of the community is to uplift, elevate, and enlighten. So you will find articles, events, classes, workshops, and just general good times. You can find the community by searching for The Vibrarian. That's V is in vibe. I B E as in energy, R A R I A N. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter with the same at handle. Check us out. I'm always trying to send positive pictures and things that I think are going to make your day just a little bit brighter. And if you see something that you think would raise everyone's vibe, be sure to tag me in it. I'd love for to be able to share and pass along the little piece of positivity. Now, every Thursday night from 9 o'clock until I guess we get tired, I get to bring together a group of people. And tonight I have a wonderful panelist of people who have also appeared on my Tuesday show, The Psychic Inside Show. Every Tuesday I bring out people who are willing to share this story about their journey into discovering their psychic gifts and abilities. And the whole purpose of this is to allow you to see what someone else's life looked like, because you may not recognize your own gifts and abilities as being psychic. And I, my goal is that as people share their childhood and their early development into understanding more about who they were, that something might just tickle you and you say, oh, my gosh, that happens to me, too. I guess maybe I am psychic after all. So, uh these guests tonight have all appeared on the previous show, and you can catch up on their stories on the Vibrary YouTube channel, and that's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. I don't have a page name yet because YouTube doesn't think I have enough supporters to allow me to claim my little piece of real estate. So if you would click over and like, comment, and share, and subscribe, at some point I'll be able to claim my name. But for now, if you just search for the library you will find all of the shows that have been brought all of the psychic stories, and all of our topical explorations. So tonight I'm joined by three really wonderful and amazing psychics and mediums and channels. And I'd like to introduce to you first my most recent guest on the Psychic Inside Show on Tuesday was Scott Hall. Scott Hall is an intuitive channel, and he is here in the metro Atlanta area. And I had a wonderful discussion with you on Tuesday. Scott, welcome to the show.
0: Welcome. Thanks for having me again. I feel like I never left.
1: I I know. I feel like we've been talking ever since. (laughs) That's, That's one of the things I love about getting to, like, be nosy and ask you questions about your life, it really does uh, bring about a sense of, of understanding as you shared your story with us on Tuesday evening, and and I'm just so appreciative that you agreed to come back because it kind of set a ball into motion for this topic that we're going to be addressing because it had come up with both of the other guests who were on the show. Now, I'm also joined tonight by Burnett Sherman. Burnett you are an author, a psychic medium and a channel and you have the Spirit Speaks YouTube channel where you have been sharing um channeled messages from people who range from I think the 1700s through the 1950s and 60s and this is a project that you shared with us during your uh interview that is quite fascinating and I'm really very happy to have you come back on tonight Burnett. Thank you so much, Joelle. And I'm excited to be
2: here and to be with the other two guests who um, we have other connections with. So, this is going to be a fun night.
1: It's amazing how things line up because all three of the guests this evening were sitting within a few feet of each other at this last weekend psychic fair at the Big Blue Barn up in Roswell, Georgia. And so the other person who is joining us this evening is Adriana Wallace. And Adriana is also a healer, a psychic medium, and channel. And I've been learning some tips and tricks from her about connecting in that fashion ever since she shared during her interview about her
3: channeling ability. So Adriana, welcome to the show this evening. I do well. Thank you so much for having me on. And I am excited, too, to be on with Scott and Burnett at the same time. So it's going to be fun, just like she said. I'm really, um, I'm ready for it.
1: <laughs> well, as you may have gleaned to our listening audience, that tonight our topic is channeling. And I want to explore this topic, put some definitions out there, and look at what channeling means. And I was sharing with everyone just before we came on the air, I had always seen or heard channeling as something in the horror movies where they would all of a sudden, the person would change demeanor and next thing you know, some kind of negative or demonic thing, like in, uh um who was it, the uh, Amityville Horror, the thing said, get out, you know, and the person's face contorted and Chase, it was a very frightening kind of thing for me to see. So as I started getting out onto YouTube over the years and started looking into esoteric subjects, I would always see channeled messages. There were there were feed after feed, post after post of people channeling messages, channeling angels, channeling guys. And it just kind of, I was a little bit hesitant to get into that realm because I didn't really understand what channeling is. So let's start out to give each of you an opportunity to share what is channeling in terms of how you view it. And so let's say, Scott, you're the minority this evening, the minority male voice, so let's start with you.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I was a minority of how many entities I channel or what you meant. Um, Yeah, um, so uh, channeling for me, really is it when Because I was just thinking about that while you're describing it. And for me, it's, um, it's how the energy comes through. Like I could have information come through in different ways, but with channeling, it feels like, you know, like a river, like a channel, like a flow. It feels, it flows. And when I channel, I just feel like I get out of the way more. There's, there's less interpretation or almost no interpretation. It's just, it's just it's not my personality it's just coming through me and um i don't get all anime i don't do my body doesn't change so much but my the speed inflict and the infliction of my my voice may change and the the some uh, the tone like the other night I, I mean the other day last weekend rather i um channeled a guide which i don't normally channel guides necessarily, and, but he, uh, he wanted the information coming through in a particular way, so I, I had a really low voice. I delivered it very straight, no, no, nothing, no punches pulled. That dude just talked through me. So that's, to me, the biggest difference. It's just, it just feels like flow.
1: Mm-hmm. And you said that you first started being aware of channeled messages when you were journaling to yourself. Um, it was almost right. like spirit began to speak to you in what you were writing, and that's when you recognize, oh, <laughs> this is something. Yeah, that extra. To... extra-
0: <laughs> right, right. I was, uh, I was in a bad state, suicidal, very depressed, and um, and the positive information was coming through that was not my personality at the time because my the way I felt the 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 ego. Of Scott felt horrible and, and would not, I would never have said those nice things to myself. And, and these um, entities were saying, you're a wonderful person, uh, you're beautiful, you have so much to give to people, and you know, the opposite of what I would have said. So I, I knew it was not coming from me. It was words I heard clearly in my head, um, and I just started writing them down. So that's where it all started for me with channeling.
1: Now, Burnett, I don't remember you – I remember you sharing about how your latest project came about, but I don't remember how you first came into awareness of channeling as Mm -hmm. what you were doing in the realm of psychic work. Interestingly enough, I didn't consider myself
2: really channeling intentionally until – I I would write in a lot like – I didn't have um, a completely different – my experience is more that I would be writing and thinking and, you know, pondering, and then suddenly I'm writing so fast that I can't keep up because it's just flowing through that fast. And I realized this is not my – this is not me. This is not my thinking that I'm writing down because I'll go back and read it and I have to transcribe it. But it was channeling that. And that happened, you know, probably over 10 years ago for the first time. So it's been a long time. But actually speaking, using my voice and myself and my body in a different way to allow a voice to come through me, that is much more recent. That's within the past couple of years. And then most intentionally with the Spirit Speaks Project where I really let myself step aside to allow these entities to express themselves while still being and more of a viewer.
1: Now, so, let me ask you, you you're you actually, a, you also are a published author. So when you were writing what became your books, this mm-hmm. was a, different kind of flow than you getting into the story that you were telling them, or was it very similar to your creative flow coming forward?
2: Yes and no. So in the sense that I believe that I'm always, I always have a muse, so kind of some kind of inspirational source that's helping me because clearly I can't just Come up with these ideas completely on my own, and when I did chosen, I do believe that some of it was spirit, just kind of speaking the story through me, using me kind of to say the story and give the story and write it out. And some parts, you know, you as a writer, you just got to plug through it and <laughs> and make it work. But there were parts, and I believe that in order to write that much, as I to write as much as I did. I had to have some help. Mm -hmm. And it was different than when I'm writing and it's more of just a thinking and I'm not really writing a story and that kind of channeling, which has more life theme overtones than writing fiction.
1: Mm -hmm. So you've, you've learned to feel a difference in when you're writing what is happening. Yes, it's usually the speed and the pace.
2: It's words coming so fast that you look at your paper. Unless I'm typing it out, if I'm handwriting it, you can barely read it. Mm -hmm. And usually that's when I've been channeling because it's just coming through so fast.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's... I guess some people call that automatic writing. Would Would you also say that's what you would come to know as automatic writing?
2: I would not describe it as that because I'm very aware. So okay. I hear the words, I'm writing the words, I know I'm writing the words, I know they're speaking fast, I know it's coming through. So it's not like I disconnect and I look down and there's stuff there, which is, you know, yeah. my understanding of automatic writing is, mm-hmm. you know, you put your hand down, things get written, and you look back and see what's okay. there. In okay.
1: my experience, I'm aware. Okay, I understand the difference then in, in mm-hmm. how you're describing it. Right. Now, uh, Adri- Adriana, you also channel, and would would you share a
3: little bit about what you are doing when you are opening to channel? Um, Yes, actually, that was very interesting what uh, she just said about kind of stepping aside. It's not like I have an experience to where I've always kind of done this where it's almost like your ego personality. Like it's almost like I step aside and I don't remember when I started doing this, but it was like when I was very young. It was almost like um, a feeling of no emotion. Nothingness, but like a pure, like lovingly like connected to God source energy, and um, that's usually when I start f- receiving information. And I know it's not me because it's almost like I like I step aside, and it's like, all right, like right now when I do my readings, I'm like, all right, my ego is going to step aside, and <clears throat> I'm going to be using my my body as a vessel for spirit. But it's not like spirit enters my body. That's a whole different thing. It's more of just I'm allowing spirit to use my body as a tool to communicate what it wants to communicate to my clients, if that makes any sense. So there's very much a feeling of no emotion. And I don't want to say the word dissociation, but that's the closest word that I can come up with with how it feels. It's almost like I'm resonating at a higher, I'm vibrating at a higher frequency. So I have to kind of, um, I'm trying to describe this in a way. (laughs) I have to kind of step aside and let that energy kind of do its thing. Because if I, if I didn't do that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't flow if that makes any sense. But I just remember as a child, um and it would be my imagination like i'm connecting to i would lay down in bed and imagine that i was traveling like up like i was going up into space i remember thinking like i'm i'm going to visit you know neptune or i'm visiting uranus or i'm visiting mars um i think it's actually pronounced uranus but whatever <laughs> um and I, I would feel more of like a dissociation, but then I would also receive. Okay, so it was it was a comforting feeling. It was um, I realized later when I started working that that's actually what I was doing is I was channeling, and um, I don't know. It's, it's a very comforting feeling to me. It's very much like connecting my energy to source and receiving that love and also sharing that with clients. But there's no emotion, (laughs) so it's very hard to describe. My ego is is not in it, if that makes any sense.
1: Well, it does make sense. It's interesting because each of you kind of, uh, from what I've learned of you, experience different things because I know, uh, Burnett, on like your Spirit Speaks channel, when you have – Uh, Channeled these uh, deceased people who experience very painful lives and they're coming Mm -hmm. through in order to have their messages delivered. There certainly is a lot of emotions in that it appears in your face and in body language. um, And it definitely transmits to us as a viewer. And um, I mean, can you share a little bit about the project that you have with the Spirit speaks um channeling sessions?
2: Sure, so that project we started it back in March and we recorded sixteen sessions initially I'm sorry, fourteen and then two more, so we had sixteen sessions and it was very much letting myself be a vessel for these entities these um people who've crossed over who needed to have a voice most of them being people who were in marginalized communities or who impacted marginalized communities and so you know, a Native American came through someone who um, practiced paganism um, she didn't come through but a minister who was associated with that and who was involved with Uh, that I would consider tormenting those who were pagans, she came through, and people who were killed at the hands of others back in the 50s and the 1800s and the 1700s, and they really came through to, to give a voice and to finally be heard, and a lot of them had a lot of emotion, still have a lot of emotion tied to that experience that they wanted to express, and in those first sessions, I allowed that, and it was it was very difficult because while I'm letting them use me i'm s i'm I'm there It's like I'm sitting in the room with them if that makes sense. <laughs> if that can mm-hmm. you know visualize we're in the room together and they're speaking that room is my head or something and mm-hmm. and so while they're they're speaking, I feel everything that they're pouring forth, and so it was very physically and emotionally and mentally engaging, and it was also difficult, which is why in the last two of those first 16, I did it a bit differently, more of a medium channel versus a physical channel in order to, one, allow me to do more. Without it being such um an emotionally stressful experience, so that we could really get the information, without it pulling so much out of uh, not out of me, but I would just feel it. I would feel their sadness, feel their pain, feel their hurt. And it
1: looked,
2: like, it looked very intense from observing. And it head. was very intense. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the word. It was very intense. But it was also a very necessary project, I think, because a lot of the people who came through would not have been heard otherwise. And each of their stories is different. Each of their experiences is different. And I think what we can learn from them transcends even those individual lives. And we could look at our greater society and our culture and the things that are happening right now and say, can we learn from this? Can we learn from those experiences and not repeat history?
1: Mm-hmm. So it's now, an important project. You're, in that project, you're definitely channeling from the human experience, not you know who have passed on to another plane. And mm-hmm. I do see a lot of people out there who are channeling angelic energy or archangels or ascended masters. Have any of you experienced? That kind of energy come through in your channeling, yes, yes,
0: and that's Burnett
2: speaking,
1: mhm, I definitely have so,
0: <laughs> yeah, I have not channeled um angels um just uh just normal stuff like aliens and things. <laughs> Normal stuff.
1: <laughs> well, uh, we're going to circle around to that next. Now, I just want to ask, then, when you encounter angelic energy, Adriana, do you still feel like a dis, uh, a detached? Because I've heard people say that it is the most overwhelmingly loving energy that comes in when that channel connection happens.
3: Um, you know, it's very much, and i I know that she was saying it's almost like a back and forth. I know that she was saying that she was feeling a lot of those emotions strongly, and then she kind of had to go to more of a medium standpoint where she didn't feel all those emotions. so um i I still feel that detachment. There is very much I am detached, and it's a no emotion. Feeling. like it's more informational it feels almost like um, my I don't know how to describe it as far as it's almost like a high it feels like that to where um, you're not emotional but you're very much involved um, mentally with the information that you're receiving and that way when yourself is not involved you're feeling the, the energy of what they want to project. So that way when I'm doing a reading, I know if I'm feeling something, it's not coming from me. It's coming from either my client or the person that I'm speaking with on the other side, which would be an angel or a guide or a deceased loved one. Um, and that is a very necessary part of mediumship that I feel is just, it depends on where you're channeling from. Because people, different people channel different ways, and you can very much channel from your crown chakra and your heart chakra at the same time, or, well, I don't want to say at the same time. It's almost like um, it's a mix. So some, some readers will switch back and forth. Some people will channel from their heart chakra, or their sacral, um, or their solar plexus. It, it very much depends on the energetic resonance of the person of that soul and how that and how they function and how they, and how they work. Um, So my experience with that has been um, as far as angelic energy, um, very like I feel the presence more. I know that it's an angelic energy. I feel what they project onto me, but I don't have a reaction because if if I do have a reaction, then I'm not in my channeling space. Because then that then I have my ego. If that makes any sense. Hmm. So whatever I experience after I shut down or after I end the session, that's me. And I very much have felt that before. I very much cried from having you know so much joy. I've 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 experienced you know sorrow from you know a lot of pain. I mean, and it's very much after the session is over to where my, you know, myself gets displaced and then it's back in this vessel, if that makes any sense. It
1: does. It sounds similar to how, was. you were saying being in the room, observing, moving out of the way for that energy then to come through. Right. When you have expressed angelic, is it different from the human uh, medium and channeling in your experience, Burnett. So
2: I, if I channel someone who's not human, it's usually a guide, so someone's a spirit guide, and then... I don't know if I want to call them an alien, but I guess that would be technically the word. But they're also ascended; uh, they're far advanced. <laughs> um, the group Seth or Setha that I've begun channeling as well, and that is very it's it's very different because they are not interested in the mundane. <laughs> they're um, so they got my attention immediately by posing a question that, you know, shocked me when I first began that, you know, what you call relationship. And it does feel different because with them, it's not really emotional at all. Unlike when I'm connecting with a human entity for humans, I do I do engage because, you know, my empathy kicks in, my all of my senses are in, And I use a conversational approach a lot of times with um, people and even with guides, speaking with clients or doing a channeling. And with the channeling Seth, channeling Setha, and I say Seth Setha, and it may be confusing, but when they came to me, they they said Seth Setha, because Setha representing or giving honor to the feminine, and the importance that the feminine is also should, should also be included. And so they go by that. And Setha is the feminine aspect of it. So with that group, it is a, an advanced group of beings who would, since they come from a different place, that would be alien to us. And it does feel different because it's not so emotional. (laughs) They're giving information
1: and and guidance. Now, this channeling with the Setha energy is very recent in terms of since you started your other uh, project of of the, you know, the the reconciliation yeah. project, I guess, is what I would call it. So, how did that come about that you began to receive these this, these channel messages? Then, it's funny. So,
2: so it's um, if you've watched in the first videos, you may know that my mother and I began this project in Mar- in uh, March. She was here just visiting, and we happened on it. I got them got a message from Eric Meadows who wanted me to do this project and I finally agreed. And over the course of three days, three or four days, we did 14 sessions. So it was, we just sat down and we did 14 sessions. And then when she left, it was time for me to get back to writing my regular work. And I sat down and was looking at all the stuff I had to do and you know, I asked for some guidance, and like, God, you know where should I begin? What should my focus be? What's the priority and immediately popped into my head was the question, "Why do you call me God?" and that made me sit up <laughs> and say, "Um, and I we was like, because that's what you are um, so I realized at that point I needed to get some paper out and a pen, and I started writing. That was the chicken scratch that you can barely read. But it started then, and they gave me the first message. And I told them that I didn't have time to do this <laughs> right now. Um, but they gave me another message in May and then another one more message in June. And I promised them that by mid-July, I would post the first one, and then I would continue um, being a voice for them. So I did post the first video J- July 15th, as promised, and we'll post the next couple in the next month or six weeks. But that one was really, I think they realized I was open and available and
1: took the opportunity <laughs> to be heard. Hey. And you did not actually have an awareness. I mean, I think there's kind of what you call channel being celebrities (laughs) in that they're the ones that a lot of people who are into like esoteric things. I think everyone who is out on YouTube and does anything with the law of attraction knows Abraham and Esther Hicks. And is familiar with that, and also mm-hmm. I think uh cry on channelings, but you said that you actually had not really an awareness of of the it's embarrassing <laughs> so so it was it's
2: really it's embarrassing, but I'm sitting there and I get the name, and i'm I start freaking out I'm like, oh my goodness, is he the bad guy in the Bible like that's, that of stuff so right, you know, right. After I've been. <laughs> I start googling. I'm like, oh my goodness! I hope I don't have some bad entity. And I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe not. And so I text my mom. And I'm like, mom, I just got this, you know, message from this group. And I'm, who you know, do you know anybody who knows anything about this? And I'm a little nervous. <laughs> and, you know, she eventually, you know, after a text message or two, she calls me and says, Burnett, do you not know who this is? <laughs> and I'm just like. No, Mom, <laughs> enlighten me. And so you know, she, she told me who it was, and I decided not to look into prior channeled messages because I didn't want to distort my perception. I'm like, ignorance can be bliss. You know, if they could decide to come to me now, she told me that, I think guess her name, um, Jane Roberts uh, channeled them back in like the 70s. I'm like, I was born in the 70s. Maybe they have a new message for a new age. And that's why, you know, they came now and and to me, and so I'm going to happily remain in my ignorant bubble about what <laughs> what was previously said. So I, I'm not distorted.
1: Well, you you reference them and they. Um mm-hmm. if, Can you explain why you use a plural?
2: Yeah, because it's a it's an entity group. It's a a group of a collective consciousness or a group of beings who go by that name.
1: And that is also one of the connections that I have uh, between hearing your story and observing your channel message uh, that Scott also has a a group entities. I guess you have called them the underwriters, if I'm correct. That's right. And so, could you share then about your experience in connecting with that energy?
0: Yeah. So when I was doing the channeled writing, and and I and you mentioned the auto automatic writing, and your mind was definitely not automatic. It was similar to uh, Burnetts is that it was mm-hmm. uh, when I do written channeling, it's I'm totally me, and I'm just hearing the words in my head and writing them down but so that's what we mm-hmm. started with and they didn't identify themselves that way. But, um, then uh, my partner, Janet said, you know, why don't you years later when I met her, she said, why don't you try that again? And, and I did. And they, and, uh, they introduced themselves as the underwriters and it's kind of a joke. I, you know, I'm a pretty jokey person and it's kind of funny because it sounds like insurance people, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the joke it was, it had a lot to do with writing music and I, and i've been now I understand that writing music is is channeling for me too it feels different than channeling entities but um but the underwriters um yeah they're it's more like um adriana's uh channeling it feel that feels more similar to mine, in that uh there's really no emotion um that comes through from the underwriters at least um it's just very. Um, like just facts, like you, you should do this and you should do that. And even when they said you're beautiful, it, even though they were loving phrases, uh, there wasn't, it wasn't like I was feeling, um, uh, the love from them. It's, it's kind of, it's like in order to get a proper channeling, I got to back up and get out of the way. I think Adriana said that too. It's, it's a flow. It's like, if, if there's a, there's a, a, a little stream or a river going through, it's like small, it doesn't feel like a gigantic river, but like a, a, a fairly strong stream. If I get in the way, it slows down immediately. So I got to pull to the side. It's kind of like there's a tube and I'm pulling my myself to the sides of the tube and witnessing the energy going through and just able mm-hmm. to, to translate it. Or if I'm talking, you know, that's it's, um Write it down if, if it's coming through uh, in written form. And then if I'm talking, just kind of get out of the way and let the talking happen and and I always know when it's happening, when I get, it's like, I get excited. My energy goes up um, though. Although, like I said, that was, I had an interesting, you know, all these new things happen. The more people you meet and start reading. And last weekend I had um, someone, a client who needed to hear something really direct and from, I feel also from a male presence. And, and so this guy, this, you know, basically without telling me just started talking through me. And um, uh, so it, channeling i it, i know when channeling happens now but it feels different with different with whoever's coming through or whatever's coming through
1: so when this energy started coming through that you now know as the underwriters were you like wow Really, you know, like uh, in terms of them being extra dimensional or off Earth is how I use extraterrestrial. You know, uh, well, that awareness as it came through for you.
0: What what was that? Well, the the underwriters are not what we think of as extraterrestrial because we think of extraterrestrials just being non humans, but but life forms and the physical, but living physically somewhere else. That the underwriters are, are not that. They are uh, a group of entities that represent themselves as like one because that's all I can handle. I don't, I don't think I could handle all their different voices. So they, they just come together and give me information as one unit um, for a specific reason. And that's, I think they, they told me at one point, it's like to enlighten people, it's to expand consciousness. And that's, that's kind of my motto is, is I really want to help people expand their consciousness. And um, that's what they're there for. Now, Ave the extraterrestrial that came in when when I was at, I posed a question to the underwriters and I said, w- "Have I ever met aliens?" Because I've been obsessed with aliens all my life. Just just I always <laughs> believe in aliens. And and I said, "Well, you know, have I ever met one? Will I meet one? Um, what will it? Ha-? You know, I couldn't even get the next question out before this extremely sedating energy came in. This thick, slow energy. It's like like trying to move through um, a thick." Or almost like, almost like quicksand, but it wasn't scary or anything. But it was just really, really slow energy. And um, and I started writing instead of my normal fast block lettering um, and large block lettering, I had to write in small uh, uh, letters. I could my could hardly move my pen. And um, he started talking to me, and I was like, no way, no way. You know, I said this Tuesday when we talked, or Monday, rather, when we talked. Or was it Tuesday? Tuesday. And um, mm-hmm. But uh, just for those that didn't hear that, um, yeah, so it started coming through, and it was crazy slow. And I was just in disbelief, and I said, who are you? And he said, um, he gave me capital A, capital V, colon. But I definitely had, with both names of the underwriters and I pronounce his name Abe, both of them, I, I feel like the name's just for me. It's not, it's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, if he actually spoke, which I don't think he does, it, I wouldn't be able to pronounce his name anyway, probably. But it's more <laughs> of an energy than than anything. So, um, but he is physically alive and he is physically on another planet. Where that planet is, I don't know. I get afraid even asking, but because he just says, you know, it's about love. It is not about, you know, ooh, what planet are you on? And, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I know that he's probably eight feet tall and kind of lanky and dark brown or reddish skin.
1: <laughs> and a cool
0: guy. <laughs> right.
1: It's so interesting because in our human perception and language, we kind of are clunky and bulky, you know, so where we might say, oh, they're extraterrestrials because they're from other planets, but it's not Earth. Can encompass a lot of things Like angels would be really technically extraterrestrial Because they are not of, of the earth matrix But there's like extra dimensional beings too That you would say well that's a 12 dimensional expression And it is beyond the scope of having a planetary name Or energetic expression And it gets really you know expansive when you step beyond trying to frame it for our conception, such as names. Like you said, you know, like, well, right now I'm identified as Joelle, Um, And I have to go to court to change my name. I mean, we're very, very rigid here in the the human experience, and there's a lot of energy that goes into then, say, our name in this understanding. But we're all coming to learn that we are much more than our name or human body in this particular incarnation anyway. So I just think it's exciting because I'm like you. I'm like, I always knew there were aliens. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But
0: yeah, I, that, no, well, that's cl- what I. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, yeah, so, so the the um, you know the the craziest thing about channeling um Ave is that is that he let me know from the very beginning it was not about all sci-fi cool stuff, which is I really like <laughs> and I really wanted to know more about. It's all about love and it's about he's here to help me align myself and and love myself and um, and be of service to others, and that's what it's about. And he just, every time I ask him about a problem, oh, my God, he solves it in the most amazing ways. Or, I mean, he gives me a, uh, uh, he, uh, he explains the problem to me in the most amazing ways. And, um, and it's all about getting back in touch with my heart. Everything should be done through the heart, through the heart all the time. Mm-hmm. That's every single thing. You make a decision. If you're making it from your heart, or to love yourself and love others, you cannot go wrong. And I was like, you know, he just drills it through me. And it's so cool that this alien dude can speak to me from God <laughs> knows where and is able to get these beautiful messages across. And I just want to repeat what I did, said Tuesday, too, is when when I said asked about his planet, whatever, and he said, the most alien thing about my planet that you would find is how much we love each other and how much we love you.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm and you said that that's kind of like his job like they choose to do that which aligns with how they they what they want to do and so this is something that he wants to do is help you and other humans who he connects with grow into love
0: right and i think that that i've channeled other entities i'm not aware of but that there are many many Entities, spirits, energies, whatever that are that are looking for. Um, I think that we're beacons. When you start channeling, you're kind of like a beacon, and you you can ask for specific things to come in. But I don't think there. I think it's an infinite number of entities that you can channel. I really do. I'm learning that. I just I feel like uh, you just ask for what you need. Ask for what you want to channel. But um, there there are many ears out there i think you know it's not ears it's just energy matching but but it's cool yeah and a for abe his a, he told me specifically it's for earth that that's his job that's what he likes to do and that's that's how he came to that job because he, it was a law of attraction in his planet everyone does the job that they do best that they love the most hmm
1: I would like to sign up for that job. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. I might have I already, know. you know what it, I'm but, saying?
0: <laughs> he's he probably frustrated with me because number one, I had to change my vibration to try to match his. That took a while. And, and, you know, he, he's, uh, I'm sure he's, he's very, very patient. There's probably no such thing as lack of patience from him, but imagine if, I would, I wouldn't have no patience if it was someone like me trying to get the, trying to get the word across. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I know as a client of yours, I specifically asked for that connection during my psychic reading session with you. Is that something that, like how are you and A working together then?
0: Well, most, you know, most of the time now I'm doing short readings, and so it's hard to get really into channeling on in a short reading. It's not uh, uh, impossible because I, I do it sometimes, but it usually has to do with the client. If the client needs it, really, is what it is. If the client, how, how does the client need the information and from whom? That that all is not determined by me. I'm just open an open vessel for the for the reading and whatever whatever I need to do um, to to get to, to get the word across to the client from their loving beings that look after them. I do so it's it's usually not channeling. Um, I and I think also because a lot of people are afraid of channeling. But um, like when you ask for it, then then you get it. So if you really want it, and and I also think your guides probably say, this is this the best thing for you, then you get it. So um, it's kind of the way I think it works with everything, really.
1: Fascinating. And now, Burnett, your connection and with uh, Seth and Setha uh, it's not something that's a client interaction. Just like your Spirit Speak sessions, that's very much like a a, a project or a a circumstance that's happening outside of professional services, correct? Yes, correct, correct.
2: It's between... It's not been between clients and me and Seth or any other entity. Now, I will occasionally in the reading, get the sense that a guy just wants to talk. And and at that point, I'll just let it flow through. And I usually know that's happening physically because I talk faster and quieter. <laughs> and <it's, clears throat> mm-hmm. Which is probably really annoying for a client because they have to lean in. And
1: <laughs> 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 but, but that's usually what happens. <laughs> And so your, Seth Seth, and your others are more for like, um, I guess, written publication or as you're doing your YouTube channel for those that wind up searching the information that they provide and those channelings is available to the seekers. That so I guess the vibration is drawing them to it.
2: I would say yes. I would say yes. And, and maybe that one day, I don't see myself doing the Spirit Speaks uh, channeling sessions of, of the ancestors in the public venue. But mm-hmm. the Seth, Setha that may be something that on occasion I might I might do if that's something that I'm led to and they are in agreement
1: with. And the, I know that your Spirit Speaks channelings are really unique because the people who you're connecting with, they would not have like a living ancestor who would be coming to a psychic naming them and saying, I want to connect with great, great, great aunt Susie. These would be people who were probably so obscure that maybe they didn't even have a name if they were slaves or their names were changed or they were separated from their family unit so I yeah. know in some of the sessions that you said, like the one lady she, uh, whose family, I think she was maybe a 14 years old when the family that owned her moved to Oregon and that she knew that they moved there so that because of her because they wanted her to not grow up under the Southern slavery anymore. And you, mm-hmm. I think your mother asked, did she have children? And she knew where her children were down into, you know, children's children's children down in the California area. But mm-hmm. there would not be anybody who would seek to make the connection upward like you would find in the right. typical healing session. That's one of the things I think is so important, then, as to why your project is happening because it gives voices to those who would not otherwise get to transition. Is there yeah. a transition into the light dynamic of your sessions? Do you feel so releases after that?
2: We, we've had some. We've had some who were already in the light who came back to talk, and and um, we've had a few. I would probably say. We've had a couple who, I believe, were earth, earthbound, had not crossed over because they were in such pain. So I, I consider them in the limbo state, and unable to forgive. And I would Barb, who was the very first session we ever did, um, and my mother did try to, did try to give her some healing, and she's you know, even after the session, sending her Reiki and love and healing and continuing, you know, sending her that love and light to help her heal because she she was in such a fragile position that she couldn't forgive herself, and which is now key. You,
1: in your channel sessions, like um, your mother acts as the questioner then, rather than you um, in those early sessions, definitely. Um, yes. Yeah. So you were prompted, you were moved out of the way, the energy came in, and she asked them the energy questions, and you channeled them back. Um, now, Adriana and Scott, neither of you have mentioned necessarily having a... Questioner or an interaction with a third person who helps you bring out messages, to my understanding. Has that been your experience then, or have you had a kind of question and answer to help you kind of maybe break past your own mental ideas of what is happening?
0: Um, yes.
3: Are you talking to me, (laughs) Joel? Either of you, whichever
1: one of you wants to tag in.
3: Break in and say um, I liked everything that they're doing. I just feel kind of, like, displaced, I guess, because, um, like, the energies that I work with are more of, like, guides. And, And then when I channel them, it's more of it's very much like an uh, I don't get the feeling like I'm supposed to share that information with anybody else, if that makes any sense. Unless it comes up with the, in a reading where it's like, okay, I'm part of this person's energy or I'm part of this person's guide because I do work with clients. Um, it doesn't really come up much. Like I know that I'm connected um, to ETs. It's more of just, um, Like when I was going through my sleep paralysis and stuff like that, like I would have these, from my experience, horrible, horrible times where I was kind of reaching out and going, all right, I need to deal with this um, aspect of myself. Like I had pushed it away in a sense to be a mother and, you know, at the time to be a wife and this homemaker personality that I just really didn't feel like I fit Um, and I was having all these just, you know, visitations and sleep paralysis experiences. And I remember lying in my bed one day going, okay, what is this? What's going on? Um, because, you know, in my, in my paralysis, I would see aliens and they would just kind of like walk up to me. I would sit up in bed and then they would touch me on my forehead and I would fall back over. And um, I would just be blacked out and wake up the next morning and go kind of like, you know, what was that? That felt real. You know, anyone that's researched that, I know that you talked about that on your show. And um, I remember lying in bed going, you know, what is this? And that was one of the first times that I had channeled um, an ET energy. And from my experience, like I, I asked, you know, because you get on the forums and stuff. Like I've, I've been searching, trying to figure out where, you know, this energy is coming from. And they say it's not important. It's not important. Um, I know I have an Arcturian guide. Um, but I still, I, I'm at a, a place where it's just like names are not important. And it was very much displaced and non-emotional. And it was just like this is your calling kind of feeling. So, like, in in times where I really needed it, I have had that information channeled to me from um, these entities. But I can't tell you, you know, who they are, where they are from. Like, I haven't delved that deep into it because my guys, and especially them, they're like, it's that important. You're connected to us. We help you. That's that. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like it's just not my path at the moment. So I get assistance from them um, at certain points when I need it. And when I don't, I don't. (laughs) I'm sure Scott feels kind of the same way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well,
1: it, it sounds like it's something you wouldn't necessarily be then resonating a vibration to say, I am open to you if you are extraterrestrial or dimensional, and want to connect with me. It seems like you would rather much be like, nah, I'm good, <laughs> you know, uh, because you Actually, did share. You, know, you had some rather frightening experiences with uh, the, yeah. the paralysis encounters.
3: Actually, it's funny, Joel. it's very much, it was very much the opposite. I was, I was very much trying to connect and um, I, I got the connection and it came from them. It was more of, it's not important. Um, I've tried several times to, to, um, I guess, clarify. And it's almost like this isn't, you know, your path. We're helping you. You're connected to us. You know, we work with you, but it's not important at this time is the message that I keep receiving. But when I do need guidance, they'll come in, they'll come through. Um, And it's not like a, you know, I don't want this or I don't, you know, I'm very much um, curious, you know. Um, The only thing that I could figure out was they are Arcturian. (laughs) And one of my guys is Arcturian. You know, um, that was the only name that I that I could come up with. So, um, other than that, it sounds more of like um, like they telepathically communicate more so than they use language. So, as far as asking for names, um, like I've asked for my guide's name before, and it was more of like a sound like a like a like music or something like a ro- like a robotic kind of vibrational feeling plus sound that you would feel and hear at the same time it was very strange um but in no way would i be able to transmute that into language
0: mm-hmm. That sounds
1: like that
3: hit a hit a resonance
1: for you scott when she said
0: yeah, that well, it cracked it cracked me up that's for sure um i I, you know, when I asked with the, what I got from Ave about his name is that he does, you know, like I said, that, that's a name for me to call him. And, um, yeah. and it fits my, the like, you know, growing up in the seventies and eighties and now how, you know, the close encounters of third kind, it just kind of fits that, mm-hmm. you know, A B calling. But, um, but what he told me about names is he, he said, when, when you speak, uh, when you don't speak and it, everything is uh, telepathic, whatever you, um, when like, like the if, if I was to say, Hey, you, and you're there in front of me, I, you know, who the hell I'm talking about. It's just the two of us in a room. Mm-hmm. The hard part mm-hmm. where, where I was going, well, how do you know if someone, if you, if you two are having, it's just me and this other person. And we want to talk about this other a third person who's not in the room. How do we do that? And he said, he said, you just, think of that person and the other person knows who you're thinking about there's no name required there there's no name whatsoever mm-hmm. wow. i was like wow that's cool there wouldn't be a name then because if i could just show you in your head who i'm thinking of <laughs> there, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter i mean how how descriptive could you be you can't be any more descriptive than than showing someone how how they feel and what they look like mm-hmm. all at once mm. and how to experience bob you know instead i instead of saying hey I was with Bob the other day. You say, hey, I was with, ah, oh, and you feel Bob, and you know Bob. It's <laughs> a hell of a lot, the hell lot yeah. better than a name, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, wow, I didn't know that about Bob. But maybe I shouldn't have known that
1: <laughs> Is That's
0: awesome? They funny? They might have TMI a lot over there in the, in the, in the alien world, you know, just way too much it's information about people. Yeah. Hey, the wow. telepathic,
1: you know, there's no there's no veils of perception and filters, you know, if right, most right. of us would be pretty embarrassed if we could see if our true telepathic thoughts were broadcast. I think there have been a couple of comedy movies that talk about yeah. you know, what's really going on in the brain, but it does kinda of cut to the chase of then, okay, there is no judgment. A lot of what I hear is that there is not judgment from that realm right. it's very much a compassionate like it's not even it is what it is it's just uh, uh just uh it's just being and you know a lot of what people experience in the spirit realm in the traditional sense tends to be very judging higher lower less mm-hmm. more righter, wronger, you know, um, where a lot of that linear evaluation is removed once you get to the higher uh, evolved energies. That's comforting to me, you know, to consider. (laughs) Now, Scott, do you ever have then like um, an intermediary type of question and answer session or did you ever do that as you were coming online with your your channeling? Um,
0: with it, No, I, the the only thing um, I did that was close to that was I did a group channeling I think a couple of times. I want to do more of it, but it was definitely difficult because I, was, I went right from channeled writing and and giving people readings with channeled writing where they they'd give email me a, a question and then I would channel the answer which was like five pages long and way too difficult. Oh
1: wow. And so I went <laughs> right from
0: that, to, yeah, right from that into doing group channeling and like uh Burnett said my my channeling uh at the beginning at least was really quiet. I mean it was like, "Hey, I want to tell you." I mean it was really kind of creepy. <laughs> so and and hard to hear and and so just people um, it was a group of friends, and they would pose questions to Ave, and he would answer and um, and that's, that was so so just those people were asking the questions uh, versus me or versus just channeling for a client without questions, just telling them what what they need to know. so you know never had anyone ask me um, you know be the facilitator, so to speak, if that's what you mean.
1: Well, I'm asking that because one of the things that, you know, I I, I highly recommend that everyone go and flex their muscles, go to the gym, work out, go to the psychic gym and work out, right? So if you feel like when you're writing that something that could be a channeled information or that something that you're like, you know what, I'm not writing this. This is coming from somewhere else. To do more of that, don't stop doing it. Or push it to the back or if you hear that quiet voice if you listen then it becomes louder and I think that exercises like in a psychic development class they always have you then do exercises with other people to externalize then so that you begin to actually trust more internally Uh, You know, if you're sitting there and someone is asking you a question and you're realizing, okay, I'm going to respond with my inner hearing, not my brain self, that as that conversation and question answer kind of evolves, it really does reinforce that this is not my personality, this is not me, and uh, it's kind of like an exercise tool. Um, What would you all say, like, Let's start with Burnett because I want to give people some real tools to start to open up to receive messages from even a loved one through a channeled experience or from angelic presences. If they're not ready to jump off the deep end into the extraterrestrial channeling, how would you advise someone, Burnett, to embark on exploring channeling as a tool of communication?
2: You know, I would probably say through writing first. I'm a writer, and I found that even as a child, I would write poetry or little songs, and it would be coming from a greater place, so to speak. And I think if people write, a part of them steps out of the way because, you know, even we just think we're being creative, it's free, and it's, you know, it's supposed to be. Liberating, So you kind of naturally step back because you're doing something that's supposed to be freeing. And so when you're writing, whether it's sitting down and saying, I'm going to write a poem, I'm going to write, you know, a paragraph about flowers, it doesn't really matter what it is, because you may start writing about one thing and then something else starts coming through eventually if you, if you let it. But I want to make another uh, comment because as we were talking and listening to Scott and Adriana, I thought about the fact that Scott says he writes music, Adriana does children's books, I'm a writer, mm-hmm. and that connection of so many people are channels that don't know it, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they're writing, they're, they're creating art, whether you're a visual artist, if you're a musical artist, a creative artist of any kind it's a strong possibility you are already channeling. You're just channeling into yes. a an art form. Yeah. So it's, we talk. Know, it's not it's not sitting there in front of someone and, you know, channeling a voice through of a specific message, you know, for that person or being on stage and answering questions. But if you look at what you're writing, at what you're drawing, at what you're creating it's a good chance that you are really channeling. You're just channeling to that art form.
1: Yes. We talked about that briefly during the interview on Tuesday, Scott. It's like one area of activity has the seal of pr- approval. Oh, you're you're oh, yeah. being inspired, you're writing music, you're you know, you're having a jam session, if you're playing jazz, you're improv improving you're creating this picture and they'd be like, I was in the painting studio for hours and I just left myself in this beautiful map. It's all signed, It's approved. Okay. But if you step in into another realm and say, well, you know, I was channeling an angel, a spirit or an ancestor, the people are like, no, no, nope, can't happen. Doesn't <laughs> need to happen. Shouldn't happen. But it really is a kind of sure. tapping into that higher and acceptance is nine times to nine tenths the problem people have writer's block or they're just not inspired it's like okay you have to move aside past the block it's the same kind of thing of acceptance and allowance of that energy mm-hmm. to go ahead and flow in that kind of river that Scott spoke of you know
0: yeah I, I right. totally agree with Burnett about that I think that's a really good way to get um to describe how someone could get into channeling is not just jump off the deep end and try to bring in some certain entity. And, and I really too, I mean, things don't need to be scary, but you, you do need to um, ask for what you want and for what's good for you. So, and be very specific in that. Some people like to ask for things that are scary and like scary movies and stuff like that. But I would caution people not to do that, that put out the energy that you want. Yeah put out the energy that you want to bring to you and and I think that's where people get kind of scared is because there's like negative stuff there yeah there's negative stuff out there there's negative stuff out in the street too I can I can attract some homeless guy you know that's that's angry I see him all the time and I could I could bring him over to me with my energy if I wanted to but no I walk by mm-hmm. him and, and everything's fine so the, the whole, I think the spiritual world is same same thing so just ask for what you what you really want but um, I think that's a great idea to start with writing with channel writing because you get into the groove, you get into the zone, and I think the artistic zone, I'm an I'm a artist, a photographer, and a musician, so I, the, the artistic zone is, is the same is channeling. I, I t- definitely believe that. And you can get into that and just see what comes in your head and start writing. I think that's awesome.
1: And I was advised mm-hmm. to just first start to talk to your higher self. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does my higher self want to say to me right now? Because that's us. It's not anything external. It's just, say, a higher vibration uh, experience of us. So that should be more comforting or safer because a lot of times we're having a dialogue with ourselves anyway we just kind of normalize it and say, well, it's my good angel, my bad angel. <laughs> or, you know, we'll say to ourselves, now, Joelle, why would you such and such, such and such, you know, but that is kind of a form of having a channel conversation at its simplest form. So start at home. <laughs> That's what I said, start at home first. <laughs> yeah. so, Brianna, what yeah. would you say for people who want to start to experience channeling?
3: You know that's actually very interesting that you bring that up right before it's my turn, <laughs> because well, when I get on the radio show, I always ask you know i I set my intention you know as long as there's someone out there that gets some sort of information from what I'm saying, then my my job is done, you know, and so i'm I'm half in channel now, you know um but what i'm what I'm getting from my guys is what they're saying is and i'm I'm feeling a call to actually start teaching people just on a like personal level um, how to channel um, and if they're channeling a certain way, how to adjust that, or very much teaching psychics how to to channel in a different way or strengthen their channel. Um, I would advise someone that's never done that before to actually pray. And, and I know that sounds very funny, and it's kind of like what you were saying with talking to your higher self is just um, when you're praying, you're, you're in a comfortable space, and you feel like you're talking to some, some being, like God, that's loving, um, or source that's loving, okay? So you're already, like, putting yourself in a safe space, and it's very much a listening feeling. You're stepping outside of yourself, and you're asking a question, or you are... You're waiting for an end. That kind of feeling, um, if, you, if you kind of understand what I'm saying, is, is I got prayer. So a lot of people that pray and, and they feel like they receive answers to their prayers, I mean, that's, that's very much very similar to channeling um, because you're in that listening frame of mind. It's like a switch gets turned, um, and then you feel that energy, that loving energy back to you. Um, I would also advise, um, if you're not, um, a person that would pray, um, hold on. Meditation is very good and you can, you can even meditate while you're driving and what it is, it's just that it's an altered state of consciousness. It's not, I, I, I kind of get the call to clarify that meditation is not clearing your mind. It's more of an intense focus or an intense concentration. And I feel um, if you want to learn how to flex that muscle to get you to the point where channeling would be easier, um, concentrating on something like a blue star or uh, a red square or a color or a shape while you are meditating, it's going to have the effect of of everything, every thought in your brain is going to kind of fall away. So it's clearing your mind, but you're also focusing and flexing that muscle at the same time. To where I feel like what they're saying is, is you can create a use your imagination, create a space in your mind that you can go to. That would be a safe space, whether it be at a house or you know a riverbank or a garden. Um, You can even be kind of like going up some stairs, visualize yourself going up some stairs into a room. And whatever comes to you, whatever you receive, I mean, that's very much going to be a part of um, that receptive mode. It is going to be channeling. So it's very interesting how different people channel in different ways. And it's very much, you know, kind of like what Burnett was saying or what Scott was saying, finding your modality or your medium. Is it art? Is it music? Is it um, Are you clairaudient? Are you clairvoyant? Um, use what you know your gift is and build from there. Well, is people may not know what
1: they're gifted. Yes, I was just <laughs> thinking so. It actually could be that a person is like, well, I never heard words in that space, but I saw images or I got just mm-hmm. a knowing. Those are Claire's exactly. too, you know. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to look like one thing because uh, if you're clairsentient, you may just have then a feeling when you come out of that space, uh, an inner yeah. knowing of which direction to go that you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. articulate, but you're not hearing somebody tell you, Adriana, go to the such and such such you know what I mean? So uh, don't, exactly. don't think too much about how it comes to you. Just allow it. Now, I do have to contradict your guides to say, if you are in Atlanta traffic, people, do not start meditating and go. As <laughs> <the place laughs> <because, laughs> a <and, laughs> person who's going to rush our traffic, I could clearly say, keep your eyes on the road. No. no, I just say, you know, you always want to be safe oh, and go to a place of awareness. A lot of us check out while we're driving. Yeah. We'll wind up driving and then be like, oh, we're at our destination. How did I even get here? Because we're kind of in your a routine self. of muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your higher self keeps there.
3: That's very much like <laughs> the modality I was trying to express was, you know, how you're driving and you're in that mode where you're not thinking, but you are just kind of like, like you said, like memory, or you're just an automatic pilot, that's an alpha brainwave state. And the alpha brainwave state is the state that's going to get you um, into contact with that. It's going to be that's the state you're in when you're channeling. So um, that's just why I (laughs) mentioned that. So if you're already in that alpha brainwave state and things come to you while you're driving, a lot of people that happens to. So -hmm. it's just more of an, an organic way to know, hey, this is how I feel when I'm driving and I kind of lose touch of reality feeling. That's mm-hmm. and, and this feels very similar to that. And that's maybe something that you can say, oh, okay, I know that feeling. I'm in channel. Yes, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah. you for that clarifying. Was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful I love I love done. your I
3: really,
1: answer.
0: I, yeah, the stairs. <laughs> I love the stairs and going in the room. That is awesome. Totally awesome.
1: Well, I would definitely like to. Uh, well, Scott, do you have any other um, advice to people who want to channel in terms of other than setting your intention and what you're trying to connect to?
0: No, no. I think what I, I really like what Adriana had to say about it because I um, I was just talking about what how to start in a general way, but I like how how that she just she just channeled the answer about how to channel.
1: <laughs> you can't get any better yeah. than that
0: sorry <laughs> right. I, I cannot improve on that at all
1: I <laughs>
2: agree I mean I loved her answer and, and what she was given that might help people coming from different you know, ways of spirituality that they can find a path and I love the idea of, of praying because when you think about it you know we probably all, before we start sessions, before we start readings, before we do this work, we do it automatically. We, you know, mm-hmm. set our intentions. We, whether you pray or whether, what you call it, you do that, and it's probably kind of automatic by this time for us. And so I'd like that you pulled that back and so it's not taken for granted that yeah. you do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I would like for each of you to share how people can get in contact with you because each of you do provide uh, professional reading services, and I do know that Adriana and I are working to develop a class that she will be making available through the library, which is a place to come for learning of all types and We've got astrology classes, technology classes, Reiki classes, and hopefully soon then channeling and psychic development classes as well. And so I'm really excited about that. But for reading services, Adriana, first, how would people contact you for that?
3: You can actually get in touch with me via email. Um, My email is Adriana, A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A, Wallace, W A L L A C E, medium, M E D I U M, at yahoo.com. And then I have a work line. It is 678 368 1464. And you can also, you know, my Instagram is the Adriana Wallace. My Facebook is Adriana Wallace, I'm sure. It's not a very common name, so you can you can find me on social media pretty easily. <laughs>
1: I think your page on Facebook is Adriana Wallace Psychic Medium, uh, which would be your, your business page, because uh, you do have yes, your personal I page out there. But I, and all the posts oh, yeah. that we've sent out about today's show, that, that link to your business page has been present. And what kind of services then can people contact you for?
3: I was going to mention I am semi technologically impaired. So my <laughs> business page is very, it um, needs to be updated. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm outsourcing that at the moment. But um, my services, like I, I do house clearings, I'm kind of falling away from that just because I'm getting so busy, busy lately doing phone readings. Um, I do in person sessions. Um, basically, it's just, you know, I, I do tarot readings, but it's, it's more recently Spirit has just told me, put the tarot cards down. Because it was a, a crutch at first, and then it became a block. Divination is very much different than channeling. And I've found that when I try to do the tarot cards and channel at the same time, it's, it's a stop, start, stop, start scenario. And um, it's just really, you know, if you want a tarot reading, I can do that. Um, But I can also do mediumship readings, which is getting in touch with your guides or your angels, um, your loved ones who have passed, and um, getting information and sending, you know, love, healing that way. I very much look at it as healing work and service work. So definitely you can – you know, phone readings, house clearings, um, tarot readings. <laughs> okay. And uh, we are going to have a
1: book booking opportunity through the Vibrary uh, Facebook page where people will be able to click to reach you to schedule a session. I'm really excited about that as well. Now, uh, Burnett, you have a plethora of services that people can reach you for. Can you uh, give out your information and the various projects that you have available for clients?
2: Sure, sure. So the home for finding kind of everything that I do is my namesake website. That's burnettsherman.com, B E R N E T T E S -S 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 H E R M A N dot com, and my work line is 404 939 5885. I am on social media. The link to my um, author intuitive coaching and healing page is in the link that Joelle sent out, and then I do integrative life coaching. And so, most of my services have their own home on the on the web. So, integrative life coaching, my Starsteps coaching is that that's the name of it, and that's Starstepscoaching.com. I do healing, um, including Reiki, Holy Fire Reiki, and I'm an Access Consciousness Bars practitioner, which I think is one of the most coolest modalities. <laughs> um, and then, of mm. course, mediumship and intuitive readings, and I'm also a pet communicator. So those are most of my services. And on the flip side, I also do creative coaching for those who are creative artists and breaking through some of those barriers. But you can always start at just BurnettSherman.com and then figure out where you want to go and how you want to find me. My Spirit Speaks with my mother, Rebecca, is SpiritspeaksChannel.com. And on YouTube, it's also Spirit Speaks Channel. And there you'll find a lot of the more metaphysical services and our channeling sessions.
1: And I'm very excited because in a very short while, you are going to be... featured on a new program that is coming out on the Vibratory Radio Network you are the inaugural person who will be kicking off this show it is the pages in stages project and this basically is authors who are going to be reading from their works in serial format so every week we'll get a few chapters of the story dropped on us so that we can be biting our nails from week to week to see what's going to happen to our <laughs> protagonist. So it's going to be a good old fireside story hour that's going to be coming out, and Burnett is going to be sharing from some of her books, and she's got a few a book getting ready to be published, I think, later this fall. So hopefully this will be a wonderful segue from the first portion or a, a, a novella, I think, maybe we talked about. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Stay tuned for that because I really being a librarian in my former life before emerging to the librarian, I love books. At any time I can listen to a story, or an audio book, or read it myself, which nine times out of ten I I haven't had as much time as I want to, to be able to read it. So the fact that, that it will be available as a podcast and through the show um, on a weekly basis is really exciting. So I'm hey, very hey. happy about that. Me too. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Yay. And now so Scott. You have several things going as well. In addition to your psychic services, you have a couple other uh, ways that people can connect with you to work with your
0: gifts. Yes. Uh, so first of all, I have um, ScottHallIntuitive.com. That's uh, S-C-H. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> if I could spell my name pro- properly is not S V H I assure you. It is S C O T T H A L L. Those are very difficult names. Intuitive dot com. And then um uh you can reach me uh for uh, for uh, readings through um also on uh through my email which is Scott Hall at Mindspring dot com. That's M-I-N-D-S-P-R-I-N-G and my phone number is four oh four 808 1769. And then, um, so I offer, those are different ways to contact me to get, um, you can have in person 60 minute uh, reading, and that's, you know, basically a psychic reading. You might be channeling in there and mediumship as well. And then uh, I also do phone readings 30 and 60 minute phone readings. I do house clearings with my wonderful partner, very experienced and talented partner, Janet Raptis. And uh, the, one of the cooler things, I do intuitive art. Um, it's like a reading where I, I create art through reading you, um, and then I give you a piece of art with an actual written mm-hmm. reading. So that, that's on my website as well. And then also I am, a, like I said, a photographer and artist, and um, I have uh, um, teach photography. I teach I, um, smartphone photography. It's called the Smartphone Photo Class. I teach that on the belt line and I also do individual photography instructions for people with DSLRs who want to be pro photographers. I can teach them how to be pro art photographer like I am. And um, all that can be found on scotthallartist.com. And that's about it, boy. And,
1: well, your Instagram feed is beautiful for your uh, oh, yeah. photography. And what is that?
0: that that's um, – a S H Ash Scott Hall.
1: Yes, and I highly recommend you look at that because it will uplift you. I always am like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I definitely love seeing your pictures, and I can definitely tell you're a pro. <laughs> I need to up my, oh, my game you. up, you know, so I need to take your class. But Yeah, take, come take a class. <laughs> well first of all, I get to stroll along the Beltline here in Atlanta which is a Beautiful place as well so I thank all of you for this Conversation this evening Now on next week on the Psychic Inside the guest is going To be Pink Bella Of Pink Bella Aloha Therapy She is A Blu Ray Quantum Healer And Twin Flame Teacher And you can check out her YouTube channel She has A huge following out there She's been leading the way for twin flames Who have been coming into union As this divine love energy Has been coming on the planet And she's got a fascinating story To tell and then On Thursday, our topic is actually going to be Twin Flames and Divine Lovers and Partners, and she will be back as one of the panelists as well as a couple other Twin Flame teachers and experts that I'm waiting to get them confirmed, but um, it's going to be great. So I just love that we can have these conversations every week and that you all took the time to join me. I know it was rather last minute because I wasn't sure if we were going to get all the pieces together for this topic this evening I appreciate each of you for clearing your schedule and for sharing your knowledge and experiences for everybody on the show tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating you. this space, Noelle. Thank, Thank you for making you. this happen. Yeah,
2: Thank you. It's was my wonderful.
1: honor. It's It is my honor. So till next week, I wish all of you all of the love and bountiful blessings that you can hold to overflowing and that all of your manifestations uplift you and that you are living a life full of joy and laughter. Namaste. Namaste.